From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Massive declarations. It really worked well for me in the NBA playoffs. No one's going to take down the Bucks in the East, I said. The Lakers don't even belong in the conversation, I said. <laughs> oh for 2. <laughs> Do you know what they say, Harry? Shooters shoot. The Warriors are dead. Spits and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. I mean... I'm on a roll. I feel like at this point, massive, huge takes are working so well for me. Devin uh, over there just ready to throw so all you, the sound so effects. You reverse psychology in this. Isn't no, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I no. know what you're doing. You've been on the Lakers. You've been against the Lakers this entire postseason. So you realizing how bad your predictions have been are going the other <laughs> side and saying the Warriors are dead, meaning that you actually think the Warriors are going to win. I'm on to you. And I, I'm and I'm saying this out loud to counteract your reverse psychology. Look, so I, there. I, I'm I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. And Atta, baby, I, don't let them slide, Dale. If me saying something opposite would have any impact on a team, then I would tell you every week that the Raiders were going to lose. All right? That would be like if I had the control that would actually – if there was a path of my words resulting in a win for the other side, I'd like I'd go out and get a Broncos face tattoo if it meant the Raiders won a Super Bowl. Have you like, ever, have you ever like, say the Raiders score a touchdown and you're sitting a certain way on the couch, do you sit the same way the next offensive position, possession? I, I mean, uh, no, but there was a period where I didn't sit at all during games because I stood during the first game and they won. So, yeah, there, there, are, there are moments. There are tiny moments. But then once it goes away well, – hold I, on. Maybe I heard some crazy. What did you say when we first led, came into this segment? The Warriors are what? What did They're you dead. say? They're done. The whole season's over. The Warriors might as well not even play. In a, a, like, if they win a game, it's just a cute way of delaying the inevitable. Like, it's a second date with somebody that's never going on a third date. It's over for them. All right. See, like, see, I, the I, Warriors I are over. It, it's done. The whole thing. Put it on the. Put it. Just take it out to the pasture. It's done. Fitz, I disagree because this series. The games that the Warriors have lost, besides the, the one blowout one, and it, they've lost three. So two of those games they could have easily won, right? And I think when you look at a team who hasn't hit the three ball consistently like they would want to in the one win that they actually had, a team that has turned the ball over at, you know, not the greatest moments. But that's who the Warriors are. But forget all the nonsense. If they just make some threes, they win – two of those basketball games that they've lost already. So I'm not ready to bury the Warriors and say they're done. I, I just think they just need to take one game at a time, get game five, you're back at home at the Chase Center, and then let's see how game six goes if you're the Golden State Warriors. See, the problem with if is that it relies on things to change. Like I had a buddy that uh, years ago went to rehab and a musician, and he said, look, I only drink when I, when I play shows, so it's not a problem. The problem is I play 300 shows a year, so I'm just drunk 300 <laughs> days a year. Like, at some point, it's not just the circumstance. It's also just the inevitability of who you are. 
I just don't trust the Lake or the Warriors, I should say, for three straight games to suddenly remember to how to shoot. Like, I understand the stupidity of what I'm saying, given what the Warriors have accomplished in the past. But at the same time, I have to look at what the Warriors are in the present. And the Warriors in the present turn the ball over like they always have, but now they're not good enough to make up for it. The Warriors in the present have these moments when they step on their own you-know-whats while they're at the end of games, and all of a sudden they find a way to lose. And the Warriors in the present don't know how to shoot. This is also a Warriors team that's, what, 23 games be, uh, below 500 uh, on the road? They, they, they're they absolutely going to lose game six because they never win on the road. So now all they have to do is 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 lose one other game and they're done. There's no well, way. There's no the way be- LeBron and AD are letting this happen. Well, the beauty of sports is that, you know, you play the game to see the outcome on the court or the field or whatever in the swimming pool. You play the game. Now, I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels this way about the Golden State Warriors because we had the great Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst, on our show earlier today, and here's what he said about why he's not ready to bury the Warriors. I'm, I'm put it this way, man. If, you, if you're asking me to put a percentage on it, yeah, I still feel the Lakers right now probably have a 75% chance of winning the series. That's 25% is more than I would give just about any team in this situation if you're down 3-1. It's because of who it is, because of the unique nature of these, this group of guys and, and, and the unique nature of Steph Curry and what he is capable of doing what if they win just one home game? Aren't you going to feel a lot different about that game six? Like, you're, you're going to be like, okay, man, now it's a series, and now it's the Warriors, and what if that game's tight in the fourth quarter, which two of these games have been that they've lost? You're going to tell me they can't find a way to win that and get it back to, to, to the Bay? I think they are capable, at more so than most teams would be. I'm not betting on that, but I just think it's silly to think, oh, the Lakers figured this out. I mean, the only counter to that is they had the chance to win these other games, and they didn't. <laughs> I mean, they've had the open shots, and they haven't made them. Or they've had good opportunities to shoot, and they haven't been able to take advantage of it. Or they've thrown up bad shots. Or they've put L.A. at the line and not been able to get at the line themselves. Or they've been cautious when going at A.D. Like, the laundry list of things that have gone but, poorly but, for the Warriors but, this series is huge. But you bring those things up, right? And the Golden State Warriors have still had an opportunity in two of those games down the stretch to win them. You still had an opportunity to do so. So with all the discombobulation that we're talking about when it when we're talking about the Golden State Warriors, they still had an opportunity in two of their three losses to still win the game. So if you take one game at a time from their perspective and you put things together, who's to say they can't come back from being down 3-1? But you got to take one game at a time. You can't look ahead to game six. Game five is the only thing that should be on Golden State's mind right now. The Warriors are 1-14 all-time when trailing three games to one in a series. LeBron, 17-0 when leading three games to one. You're right. You take it one game at a time. But sometimes the team's just better than the other. Let me ask you this, Harry. Mm-hmm. If the Raiders take it one game at a time this year, do they have a chance at the Super Bowl? Got to play the games. <laughs> Could be. I mean, we don't know until they get out there. Yes, we do. We know the Raiders are going to suck, right? Like You just almost it- made me throw up in my <laughs> mouth like Jordan Poole did last night on the basketball court. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a reason like you're right you play the games you never know how the game's going to shake out but if I walk up to a sports book today and I ask the biggest expert in all of gambling I'm like hey man I'm going to bet my house on it what do you think and he's like yeah you got a 75% chance of winning I like those odds like if I'm if I'm going to put my house on the line Excuse 75% me, feels you good. just almost made me throw up in my mouth again 
let me let me uh, overcome what I just said, like Gary Payton II did last night on the basketball court. Okay, okay yeah, <laughs> we got we got a bunch of the. You mentioned Jordan Poole. Uh, I I would be oh. remiss, by the way, if I didn't make sure that you heard this. We we talked about everything that went wrong and everything that is going wrong for the Warriors. And one of the reasons that I don't believe in the Warriors, I'm going to take this all the way back. I'm going to connect the dots back to the first round. Because remember, there was a report in the first round of the playoffs that when things didn't look good, Steph had to sit down and have a players-only meeting. And he talked to the guys and said, either you're with me and you get on this bus and you trust in me or get out of the way. Don't even bother. And some of the reports around that were that that conversation was partially directed towards Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole has been equally invisible in this round of the playoffs. And now all of a sudden I'm stacking it together and thinking, man, there's an issue. Don't believe me? Maybe you'll believe Legs because ESPN NBA analyst Tim Legler absolutely spit truth and fact about Jordan Poole when he said this. I'm not sure about Jordan Poole anymore. He might. He, I don't know if we see him in this series do anything because I think I think he, the, game, the end of game one has affected him. The criticism he took, the amount of, of, of you know, of – people coming at him and he's a young player. So he's probably looking at social media. He's probably engaged and hearing all the chatter. He's been moody ever since he doesn't look like his mind's in the right spot. I think he feels entitled to be given stuff rather than go earn it. He's in a bad place. So I don't know. We see him. Well, I see no loss from what legs has said. And for Jordan Poole, right? His staple is being able to put the ball in the basket. Well, in a series like this against the Los Angeles Lakers, if you're not putting the ball in the basket, you're not strong defensively. You're not strong in your decision-making. And you can get picked on on the defensive end of the court. So if you're not making shots, then you're not really helping this basketball team. But I think your attitude and your mindset shouldn't be pouting or upset because of your playing time. Go out there and perform at a high level. Gary Payton the second. Should have played a lot more than he did last night. He played a lot last night. Started, came in, hit 15 points. Come on, Jordan Poole. They need you. They need you right now. This Golden State Warriors basketball team paid you a ton of money. You averaged 20 points in the regular season. Right now, when you get on the basketball court, I, hell, I'm nervous, and I'm not, I'm, not even a, I, I'm not even on the team. I'm like, oh, man, it's a turnover waiting to happen, a bad shot waiting to happen. And it, he looks like he doesn't have confidence out there. But this game doesn't have time for your feelings. So get out of your feelings and say to yourself, you know what? I need to step up. I haven't been the best. Take accountability for the lack of your play and come in game five and show up and show out for your team. I'm not 100% sure that the knockout punch to Jordan Poole wasn't delivered in the preseason (laughs) by Draymond Green. Because this team and that player have not been the same since. I'm just saying straight, we quote the movie all the time. And it's from you, you got knocked up. We all know. I mean, that's we all know what happened in the preseason, and it has never been the same since. Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one play in place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. I'm just saying, I'm not sure. So, so, De- so Debo, got the, Debo, Debo got the best of them. Uh-huh. Debo got the best of them. Who? Debo. <laughs> Here's the thing. We all knew Jordan Poole's name going into yesterday's game. Who would have ever known that the actual star, the person that would have a highlight night that was made for the ages, is somebody nobody had heard of? We'll tell you about him next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
got a James screen to his left. He uses it. He drives, puts up a runner that's good. Lonnie Walker has been the fourth quarter story for the Lakers. Long two is on the way, and it's good from Lonnie Walker. My goodness, Reeves corrals it, but that's the end of the game. The Lakers were able to dribble it out as the Warriors didn't even try to foul, and the Lakers take a 3-1 lead over the Golden State Warriors. It's the playoffs. It's a long series. You know, just be ready for when my number is called. On a night where the Lakers took a 3-1 series lead, maybe the most impressive part of it all was an unsung hero taking over in the fourth quarter in ways we haven't seen since Kobe. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers just ask them kindly to play ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz were presented by Progressive Insurance. And everything last night in the fourth quarter was about Lonnie Walker the fourth. Scored all 15 of his points in the fourth. The Lakers get the 104-101 win. He becomes the first Laker with 15 points or more in the fourth quarter of a playoff game since Kobe did it 26 years ago to the day, leading the team to the win. Harry, I know you were big on Lonnie Walker coming in. Not a lot of people were saying his name. Well, I think it's the uh, epitome of if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready, right? And we talk about Lonnie Walker the fourth, a guy who started the year in the starting rotation in which the first game of the year was against the Golden State Warriors. And in that matchup, he only had five points. To not playing that much, being out of the rotation, to the point of where you got to the game last night and Darvin Ham called upon him, came into the fourth quarter, scored 15 points, but I think the respect that LeBron James has for him, Anthony Davis, and everyone within that organization, it showed in that fourth quarter because those guys was letting Lonnie Walker IV eat. When I mean by eat, giving him the basketball and telling him to go one-on-one, do your thing. And he took the Lakers last night to the promised land. I think he scored 15 points in the fourth. I think the Golden State Warriors only had 17 in the fourth as a team. So he almost outscored Golden State by himself. But it's the fact that he wasn't shy about it. He didn't complain or murmur or have a bad attitude. When the opportunity arose and presented itself, itself, he was there to make the plays. Now, you look at the opposite sidelines and the guy in Jordan Poole. And if I'm Jordan Poole and I see all this praise and what Lonnie Walker the fourth was able to do last night, I'm looking at that myself and saying, you know what? I need to have a better attitude because here's a guy who was in their starting lineup and had an opportunity. It was taken away. But when their team called upon him in the biggest moment fits in the biggest moment, I would say of everyone's season last night, he was there to make the plays and it's because he had the right attitude and didn't let things bother him or detour his mental. Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. This is what LeBron James had to say after the game last night about Lonnie Walker IV's particular, his special performance. You know, for him to be a young guy in his league um, and, and just consistently every single day showed up, been a professional, uh, great energy, high character they show why he was able to you know throw everything to the side and just be him tonight in that moment and uh you know the game ball definitely goes to him we don't win without him and harry it, it hit me too the moment at the end of the game we've seen it on tv a million times 
you can see the emotion coming to Lonnie Walker, right? And then you also see AD, LeBron, all of his teammates go up and hug him in that way that, like, you, it's celebratory and it's real and it's like, man, you've earned this. You can feel all of that watching them gravitate to him to celebrate that moment. Well, everything you just mentioned on top of LeBron and AD probably thinking to themselves, like, this guy probably saved our season. Because if the Golden State Warriors go on to win that ball game, we're probably having a different conversation about game five heading to the Chase Center. More so than a desperation game for the Golden State Warriors to win to try to come back from down 3-1. Now, I will also say this about, you know, Lonnie Walker, the, the fourth. Just about everybody I know that has the fourth behind their last name mm -hmm. are tremendous people. They're mm -hmm. smart. They're team players. They're built for the toughest moments. They add extra sauce to everything that they do. Mm -hmm. They're likable. They're lovable. Okay. Uh, this doesn't so have anything to do with you being Harry Douglas the fourth, correct? Right? We, we're, oh, we're, I'm the fourth? Oh, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. I, I didn't know if you Or Stetson it. Bennett the, the fourth, fourth or okay. in, any, of, okay. any of us fourths. Fourth, fourth okay, just, I just, just want to throw it out there. you're just a natural champion. I, I, I see what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's pretty incredible. Again, when you go back to what LeBron just said, he not only credited the player, but he also credited the professional, the human being, the consistency, the work, That's the right. energy. And when you see the way they supported him, when you see the confidence he had and something legs really stressed with us, I've never seen a kid come in and be that that good with that much pressure in that moment. That speaks to what's been created, you know. And, and like I've said repeatedly over the last few weeks, as tough as I've been on the Lakers at times, what we're seeing right now speaks to what's been created in that locker room between LeBron, AD, the leadership of that team with the young guys yep. in that team, an expectation of come, you know, come do your job, but then the rewarding of if you do your job, I have faith in you to be able to do your job. That all had to be there for that fourth quarter to happen. Well, and I, and I think what Lonnie Walker the fourth said is that you don't control everything all the time. And I think I thought it was just a good message for uh, – grown-ups and also kids because sometimes things are going to be out of your hands but when you do have an opportunity to change the narrative and to get back in good standings or you know get back to a point to where you once were you got to take advantage of it you can't let it pass up but I love the fact that he came in still with the confidence because he was a professional like LeBron said he came every day to work he came with energy he had a smile on his face so when it's time to go in there and play the game of basketball at the highest level and score, and score, it's not foreign to him because his confidence is shot. He knows who he is as an individual, and that allowed him to be phenomenal in the fourth quarter it, and will the Lakers to a win. Isn't that, Harry, a big part of what we've seen from the Lakers throughout the playoffs? We're seeing role yep. players that feel empowered. And right now in this series, the difference, one of the differences, I mean, Clay not playing well is a big difference, but one of the big differences between the Warriors and the Lakers right now are uh, with the Lakers, you've got people with reduced roles that feel empowered to use them when they get the opportunity. With the Warriors, it feels like at times you have guys with reduced roles that are angry about their reduced roles, and then when they're coming into play, they're not particularly making the most of those opportunities. It all speaks to whatever is happening, whatever's bubbling under the surface that well, we don't it know It starts about. with LeBron. It starts with LeBron because when you can have a super superstar player like that, a guy that's the face of the NBA, embed a lot of confidence in you, even when you're not playing. And trust me, Fitz, you know I know more than anybody because my brother tells me this stuff, man. When you have a guy like LeBron, when it comes to 1 through 15 on that roster, treats everyone the same and everyone is important, 
You can't help but to have confidence, man, when you're in the game. Man, it just sure sounds like you're talking about my goat a lot. I'm just saying, my goat seems to be doing a lot of goat-like things. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now that I've given you that, you're welcome, America. All right. For all the reasons that I've said the oh, Warriors man. are done, there's one reason that I'm scared of my prediction. There is one reason alone. I'll tell you what it is next. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. The NBA playoffs. Back to Harden, corner three. It's good. James Harden gives Philly the lead. Continuing coverage of the NBA playoffs. Spitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. In about 10 minutes, I'll tell you one expert that I absolutely am afraid to take on. I've said the Warriors are done. You know how big proclamations have gone for me so far this year in the NBA playoffs. Also, kudos to me for using proclamations. But you know how it's gone so far, and uh, there's one expert I'm scared of. I'll tell you what that is in a moment. But, Harry, for all the time we spent looking back at the action last night, can we acknowledge we've got a massive game. We've got two massive games coming up tonight, not the least of which is Boston-Philadelphia. And for a lot of conversation, we were talking about the great Doris Burke telling us in the broadcast last time that Joe Missoula, Celtics head coach, likes to save his timeouts for the end of the game. I was only stunned that he then didn't take his timeouts. Remember, Missoula, when he was questioned last time on his strategy, went to the press conference and quickly asked loudly if he was going to be asked about his adjustments. This time at his press conference, he was very clear that he realized maybe the timeout strategy should have been different. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I should have called it to help us get a two-for-one or get a couple more possessions. Um, and so, you know, obviously with 14 seconds left down one, you want to get as many chances as you can. So, you know, I'll definitely learn from that. Can I just quickly say, Harry, hindsight's twenty twenty. But if you study analytics, you got pretty good vision, too, because <laughs> our stats and info group pointed out that no team in the NBA averages more points per possession out of a timeout than the Celtics. So if our stat weenies figured that out, I would think the Celtics stat weenies knew that, and that would tell you, maybe without the need for hindsight, to call the damn timeout. I'm laughing because you up here picking at the man. I'm about to give him credit for accountability. Yeah, that's fair. Like, for for being able to, you know, review things and come out and say in front of everyone, man, that, you know, he probably should have called a timeout. And that's the thing in this series right now. This is why the series is tied 2-2, because of the late game uh, I would say struggles that the Boston Celtics have had. You look at game one, you know, and you also look at game four. Now, I say that to say this. What Jason Tatum are we going to get tonight? Are we going to get Jason Tatum that had two points at a halftime and finished with 20-plus, but also struggled in game three? But are we going to get Jason Tatum, the superstar, that can put this team on his back? Not saying that he has to do everything because he has a great supporting cast, but when the moment arises – can he be the one to raise his game and be the one standout player to put his team over top? Also, James Harden. What James Harden are we getting for the Philadelphia 76ers? Game one and four, he was phenomenal. Games two and three, went to the land of no return in both of those games. So those are the questions that I have about this ballgame tonight. They're very fair questions, and I have the same questions. I think they're inconsistencies. I think the Celtics are a better team. 
I am tough on Missoula, but I'm tough on Missoula for the sake of his first statement. I'll bring up, we got Liam, uh, who's one of our bosses. Liam is sitting in as a producer for us for a little bit. Liam, you're you're a married man with family. You've been married for a long time, right? How long have uh -oh. you been married, Liam? Uh-oh, Liam. I uh, don't know where this is going. married in 2010, so uh, 13 years. 13 years. Okay. Be beware, Liam. Oh, we don't know where this uh, is this going. This is my, my question. If if you were to, and I'm not saying you ever would, but let's say it's just a weird night, you decide you're going to Crisco up and go into a strip club completely naked, and then <laughs> afterwards, after you're caught, if you look at your family and you're like, hindsight's 2020, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Could you not have seen the strategy wasn't going to work walking into the room? <laughs> You guys set me up. That's why I'm Yes, yes we did. That's <laughs> not oh. a little too specific. Have you done this? Like, yeah. oh, Let's man. talk about that. Uh, hindsight's 2020. I probably shouldn't have greased up and gone into the place naked. Like, that's just. <laughs> but listen, I got to give context for those of you who are listening right now. Oh, Liam is our damn boss. <laughs> so, 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 Liam is our boss, y'all. For everyone listening right now. Oh, man. Oh, it's been a heck of a run, and I really appreciate all the support. <laughs> oh, okay. So now I'll get us back on the rails. I promise. I'll try. I just didn't like the hindsight's 2020 part of it. You're right. I think the other portion of it is Joe Missoula admittedly is a younger head coach in the NBA. That is, This is his first uh, his first in on the job. I think he's learning as much as anybody, and that there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just being tough on the hindsight's 2020 portion of it because you're right. Inconsistency has been key in this, and that's – you know, as we look at that series, Boston is clearly, I think, the better team. Somehow it's still tied. They need to separate at this point. They are a better basketball team. I wouldn't say that I know out of the other series. We've got another huge matchup tonight because the Suns and Nuggets have been going toe-to-toe -to -toe every single step of the way. It looked like when that game, when that series went 2 nothing. I thought a lot of people thought that that was going to be some huge statement that Phoenix was done, and instead they come and roar back to a 2-2 tie with two convincing wins. They've looked better without Chris Paul. So I think tonight is huge for them also to show that they can do this same pace. They can execute the same pace that they need to execute continually throughout this series. Yeah, and I think that's the main thing for the Phoenix Suns, being down 0-2, losing Chris Paul, but being able to get two wins in a row. And I'll be honest with you, Looking at the Denver Nuggets, who has the number one seed in the Western Conference, if they lose this game tonight, in which now Phoenix would have won three in a row, and then Denver losing the game on their home court, maybe you know how you have a balloon and you stick a little needle through it and it pops? Oh, that's the worst. That might be the needle that pops the Denver Nuggets in their playoff hopes. That is the, the – like the balloon popper guy is the worst guy. Like balloon popper guy is the absolute <laughs> – but you're right, and this game – I think there are a couple of keys to it. One, the fact that it's in Denver. And I am genuinely curious because without Chris Paul, uh, they've sped up their pace. It's been more frantic offensively, maybe is the word I'm looking for. But it's been great for Devin Booker and for KD throughout the entire process. Now the question is when they get to Denver, can they keep that up? And what are they going to do if and when Chris Paul is healthy enough to get back on the court? These are things Phoenix is going to have to figure out. But, man, there have been a couple of times in the playoffs so far the people have wanted to leave Phoenix for dead, and all they do is come back and remind you like The Undertaker in, like, 90s wrestling. They're just sitting back up, and they're like, nope, we're going to keep fighting this fight. Well, well, off the wonderful shooting of Devin Booker and also, you know, Kevin Durant, those two guys have been able to anchor this team the entire playoffs, and they're not elite scores or two of the greatest scores that this game has ever seen for no apparent reason. 
those guys have been able to step up, especially when Chris Paul being out. Not saying that they didn't beforehand, but when Chris Paul went down, they knew they were going to have to take more onus on themselves to be playmakers, in which Devin Booker had 12 assists to go along with his 36 points last the last matchup. But then Kevin Durant also having 36 points, and I think he had six assists in that last matchup. Both guys understanding that they also have to be facilitators. And then Landry Shamit coming off the bench, hitting 5-3, scoring 17 points, uh, 19, maybe 19 points, putting, you know, the Phoenix Suns in a position to be able to be up in this or tied this series 2-2 going back to Denver. Yeah, we know. I, I Like, you can just say very definitively right now, Booker's going to get his, KD's going to get his, Jokic is going to get his. So yep. now it's almost like you just erase those three factors and say, who else is going to step up? Because that was a huge part of how the Suns got the last win, bench scoring. Uh, that's that's a huge part of how the, the Nuggets are going to try to get the win. It's going to come down to the other guys. Uh, as we continue to break down all the NBA playoff action, the question is, there's one expert who has given us an opinion that I'm not sure I can even fight, and it might have to change the way we all view the Warriors versus the Lakers You'll hear about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. One, two, three. 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 Three is a magic number. Here's my suggestion. LeBron needs to just slip a nice comfy robe over that pair of slippers and get set to watch game five tomorrow night from the comfort of his oh. mansion uh, in, in, in the, wherever it is in L.A. Frank that he Lake. lives because he shouldn't even go to San Francisco. I'm going to make this point again. The Lakers have no chance of winning game five of the series. The Warriors are going to be playing for their dynasty at home with the crowd. They're going to win. Don't waste any of LeBron and A.D.'s energy on this game. When you got an opponent down, you got to choke that dog. You got to choke him. You choke him and you bury him. You bury, you choke him out and you bury him any chance you get. You don't give them life. You don't allow them to breathe. You don't give them a ventilator. You don't give them CPR. You bury them. Any chance that you get, if you're the Lakers, if you're Darvin Ham, if you're LeBron James and company. Hot take. Three hours later. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. This is one of those ceiling fan songs. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. You just heard Greeny. I don't know what Greeny was thinking. But Harry, I said earlier, the Warriors are done. What if I told you there was one expert that I'm not sure I can take on? There's one expert that has a level of expertise about this series. None of us are ready to match. There's one expert that has told the world that the Warriors are going to win this in seven games. And that expert is the always incredible Steph Furry. Not Steph Curry, what? Steph Furry. I mean. <laughs> I am appalled. Now, now, Steph Furry has not been wrong up until this point, correct? Uh, he's rarely wrong. Steph Furry has a much, uh, I don't know the exact accuracy. I'm talking about this series. Oh, this, this, series, this series. He's been right. Every game this series, every, right? Every, yeah, every game. This, it's not just that he had the Lakers up 3-1 to this point. He, he picked the exact games that each team won. And so Ooh. I'll let you finish it, Fitz. Yeah, Steph Furry, I, I talked to Steph Furry's owner going leading up to the NCAA tournament, and uh, he did some uh, work for us for ESPN on one of the shows. 
And I, I asked him straight up. I was like, all right, so do you just keep having him poop the ball into baskets until you get the right answer? And he was like, nope. We just let him go, and whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. And you look at the accuracy rate on it, and it's pretty staggering. Like, in the first round of the NCAA uh, tournament, we had them predict games, and I think he got 70% of the games right in the first round. Like, wow. He was booping the ball into the baskets, and all of a sudden, it was just working. And he's gotten every game of the series right, including last night. And now, according to his booped balls and baskets, it is going to be three straight Warrior wins. <laughs> I mean. That, now, uh, that leads me to ask you now, Fitz, because – You've been saying all day long that the Warriors are done. The mindset and the guidance of Steph Furry, has that changed your mind on how you're I mean, talking about this series now? You know I'm a dog fan. Like, and I That's feel like a, Annabelle, Annabelle's your right, girl. Right. Annabelle, Annabelle someday would probably like to partner up with Steph Furry on some things to be like maybe 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 I could monetize Annabelle and be like a side manager of Annabelle on social media and like You might want to let her mate with him. Okay. Well, I, Okay, I, I mean, I'll I, I put it out there, man. Like, my, think about her pups. My, Just think about the pups. I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking about the the right now. Much like we are the ebony ivory tandem here. Uh, through all of this, like I could do the same. <laughs> Annabelle, for anyone that hasn't noticed, is uh, she's a beautiful black dog, and Steph Furry. Say it one more time for the people in the back. Black dog, and one Steph, more time. She's a she's beautiful what? black dog, and Steph beautiful Fur black dog, and Steph Furry is a corgi. You know, so he's mostly light, uh, light, little, little, little light. Like they would have pretty babies. They would oh. have pretty babies. <laughs> I like that. Uh, you know what? And Steph Furry's probably making a pretty good income. You're not. You're not wrong here. But I can't go with him. I can't go with them. I can't trust the wow. Warriors three straight games. No matter what the boops and bops with the balls in the basket tells me with, with Steph Furry, I cannot get behind three straight games. Because like, you're right. The capability is there. Like, there is no I, – I am not – contrary to popular belief, Harry, I am not stupid enough to think that the Warriors are incapable of actually doing it. I just don't think they will do it because – proof of, of concept so far this year just has shown wild inconsistencies on the road. They'd have to win one in L.A. They can't shoot for anything on the road, and they're careless with the basketball in a way that's actually hurting them this year. I, Now, I'm out. I'm out. Steph Furry's no, wrong. I'm, I'll say it. The world needs to hear it. Steph Furry is wrong. Now, I'll say this. Uh, I think Klay Thompson, coming off a game last night in which – he wasn't the Clay Thompson that we normally see in situations like that. Nine points, three for 11 from the field. Shot two bad shots at the, uh, at, uh, at the end of the game. I think him seeing everything and what people are talking about today is going to light a fire behind him. And he's going to say to himself, you know what? I can't let my splash brother down. My splash brother needs me. So in game five, He's going to be able to make the plays. He's not going to go in the tank like we've seen Jordan Poole go in the tank the rest of this series. I think Draymond Green, who has a tremendous amount of pride and sense of urgency, is going to say, you know what, Steph had a triple-double. I didn't do everything I needed to do in order for us to get a victory. I need to step up more. I think those two guys, and hopefully Jordan Poole, hopefully Jordan Poole is able to make a basket moving forward and catches fire, and that's going to lead the Golden State Warriors to coming back and defending the Los Angeles Lakers in this series. LeBron James, who's 17-0, went up 3-1 in a series, is going to be 17-1 after the Golden State Warriors come back from being down 3-1, but it all starts with game five. 
Game five at the Chase Center tomorrow night. Here's the thing. I think if Steph Furry were shooting instead of Clay, they'd have a better shot at this point. Oh, like, my God. I have just, I'm, I'm throwing the disrespect out all across the way. Like, let's talk about the people I don't trust at this point. And I, the players I don't trust to give me three straight games of Golden God status because that's what you're going to need if, the war, if you're the Warriors. Andrew Wiggins? Nope. Jordan oh. Poole? Nope. Draymond oh. Green? Nope. Clay, oh. as it currently stands? Nope. I'm going to like, at what point does it not matter what we've seen? Like, it took a it took a rah-rah speech, like a whole kumbaya, kumbaya come together and win one for Steph speech to get past the Kings, and now we're right in the same situation. If you're telling me that these guys are going to come together now and realize that they can't let their splash brother down, my follow-up question is, why the hell didn't you realize that before the last game when everything was on the line? Well, I think it's just, you know, it's about it's a make or miss lead. You got to make your shots. I just think these guys. It's not like they're getting bad shots outside of the shots, the bad ones that Clay uh, took at the end of the game. Like Andrew Wiggins is uh, Andrew Wiggins is missing wide open three pointers as well, right? Jordan Poole is missing shots. I think it's not like these guys aren't getting good looks. They just aren't hitting them. They missed twenty nine threes the other night or last night. But then you look at how they're missing the rest of the series. At some point, they're going to, you know, catch fire and those threes are going to be made. Or they're going to be like Devin in AAU basketball. And you're going to realize that just because he's open doesn't mean it was actually a good look. He's going to constantly rim in, rim out. And we're going to realize that there's a reason that uh, they just stopped giving him the ball. I'm just saying maybe that's the future of what's going to happen. I am throwing all, all sorts of shade at so many people at this point. But you know I love you, Devin. Uh, we'll get you updated, obviously, throughout the course of the day on everything you need to know about tonight's action. Tomorrow we'll react to it. You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.